Welcome to another episode of Fireside Chat, a chat with the experts. I'm your host, Megan Bergsma, and we also have our head honcho of creative, Dr. Bill Cardoso. Hello, guys. And hello, hello. For this Fireside Chat, we actually invited a creative electrons fan who have seen our X-ray demos live. So please help us welcome Arsenio Men- Menendez, a.k.a. Man. Menendez. Hello. <laughs> Hello. So let's start off by the off the bat, Arsenio. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do for a living? Hi, everyone. I'm Arsenio Menendez. Uh, yes, like the comedian. No, I'm not named after him. But when I was on a carrier, I did get the call sign hall. Uh, <laughs> I'm a systems engineer out of uh, NASA Goddard, uh, and I, my current project is developing a integrated system on a chip uh, carrier board to connect instruments from the late 90s to early to early to mid 2000s onto the internet via cellular modems in a way that is uh, easily expandable and deployable with our current existing instrument networks. So what got you involved um, with your also known as name Missile Man? Can you tell us a well, little bit more about that? <laughs> that was something I've been a fan of for uh, many, many, many years. Uh, Part of my engineering path started eh, probably when I was 11, and I had read about uh, the AIM-9 Sidewinder and the simple elegance of its design, and I just wanted to know more about it. And before you know it, uh, I was on the path of just like I collecting materials, collecting as much information as I could, and uh, just becoming the missile man of my friends. They're like, oh yeah, he, he, he likes missiles, simple as. And uh, can you tell us a little bit with what you do with missiles, like just kind of full disclosure of what you can and cannot do with missiles? Like, because everybody, when I came out to visit you, they're like, missile man? Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Like red flag. So let's uh, let's uh, reconstruct, like, what do you exactly do with missiles and why is this your hobby? And keep in mind, the NSA is listening, Arsenio. So oh, the NSA is right up the road. And uh, hi, Jeff. How are you doing? Jeff's my agent. He's probably watching this. Uh, no. So to put it simply, uh, I basically uh, enjoy reverse engineering these things and figuring out how they work from first principles or uh, just going backwards and taking a piece of hardware, looking at it, figuring out how it works or imagery, and then uh, understanding it from that point of view, and then re-engineering it in CAD models or 3D printing it out and then deepening my own understanding of it. It's completely unlinked from my professional life because at the agency, we don't touch missiles. We don't touch uh, military tech. So I've just been doing this for the greater part of 10 years at this point. And uh, just something really interesting. And my end goal is I want to work in four materials exploitation where uh, basically three-letter agencies and spicy boys uh, go out, capture some enemy technology, and then bring it back. And then the FMEs, they go figure out how it works and how to effectively defend against it. Hmm. Very interesting stuff. Um, So how did you follow us? How did you discover Creative Electron in the process of your your hobby? (laughs) 
Well, that's part of my other research hobbies, uh, where I just basically do a lot of deep dives and digging on uh, everything from like DC to daylight. And uh, one of the things that I uh, came across in my uh, advocacy for the right to repair was iFixit. And iFixit has you guys do a lot of uh, their x-ray images for their x-ray teardowns of new hardware that comes out. And I was like, holy crap, that's cool. <laughs> nice. And then uh, Veritasium had his recent video on the bowling balls. And I was like, nah, you know what, I'm going to reach out to them. Worst case scenario, they say no. A shot in the dark. You know, that's the thing about social social media you never you never know what's going to happen so um for a, lot that, of, a lot of bad things about it but there are really great things about it right absolutely when you have a social media manager looking out for for people like that hmm. <laughs> nudge nudge wink wink <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um i actually had a really great opportunity to meet you in person uh, all the way over in virginia and because we took the x-ray van to to the site so how did you like that experience overall and what did, and if you want to showcase some of your um tools and gadgets and thingamajigs that you uh demoed so can you just do a little show and tell if you were arsenio i absolutely can uh it was a wonderful experience to be able to just put, put things in the x-ray and then tinker around with like angles play with the x-ray crank the power levels up and down and most importantly, look through uh, the unseen and see things differently from what is normally seen. Uh, it helped a lot with a lot of some of my reverse engineering stuff because uh, I have a bunch of equipment, uh, namely five-inch uh, helium-driven. Uh, uh, this one's a control actuation system from a deck gun. Mm. And I was trying to figure out what was going on in this block here. Okay. Which before I tore it apart, because it might be destructive. Yeah. And then also, like, valve sequencing and uh, arrangement of gas ports, which we couldn't see, sadly, due to the density of it. Yeah. But we did get to see the valve stacks in here, which was very important, because that allows me to figure out how I'm going to go in and uh, approach the teardown so I can document the internals. So are you putting those teardowns and I fix it? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't think I fix it really has a munitions section. <laughs> You gotta call Kyle. I had an ammo section on the website. That's very cool. Uh, so, so what did you see there? And can you show us again and explain what you? It was quite, you know, a bit quick. What, what were we looking at? And what what is that to begin with? So this is a helium-driven uh, control actuation block for a five-inch deck gun from an experimental program that uh, NSWC Dahlgren did back in the. I think it was 90s. Uh, okay. This one was built by Chandler Evans, and uh, I found it on eBay. So I was like, I'm just going to buy that. <laughs> Why not? Right. I mean, it's perfectly normal that anyone would do that. You find something that on eBay, you buy it, right? Might as well. Yeah. Yeah. My impulse purchases are a little different from most people's. Yeah. So what's the green cylinder there on the, on the back? What is that? So the green cylinder is the... Uh, canister that holds the 25,000 psi uh, helium charge to drive the things and then you've got uh, this block and then this block are what are known as thermal batteries thermal batteries are really neat pieces of technology yeah absolutely essentially they're batteries that are completely inert zero volts and they just sit on the shelf for decades at a time not doing anything until you light them on fire 
You light them on fire internally, melt the electrolyte, and then uh, they just re start really cranking out voltage and amps on demand. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Now, um, so you said you're going to tear down that control module, is that or the valve stack there? The valve stack here, yes. I'm going to take yes. that apart and then uh, document the gas flow sizes so I could figure out, uh, based on the pressure differential from here and then the expansion chamber that's underneath it, I can get a rough idea of uh, its drive force on the actuators. Sure. Makes sense. Very interesting. So do you have an x-ray image we can see, or are you going to uh, wait until the review. I'm going to uh, write those up in a, a teardown uh, document on uh, discount missiles. Cool. So uh, do you have a website where we can see all those cool projects you're working on? Uh, yes. A lot of my projects are documented on discountmissiles.com. Discountmissiles.com. Okay. It's super easy to remember. It really is. Yes. I mean, I'm often shopping for a missile. So discountmissiles.com, that's, uh, that's rolls all the time very easily. Go for it, go for it. <laughs> I tried to get uh, Arsene.io, but Arsenio Hall, the comedian, is parking it as a redirect and would not answer my emails. Oh, Arsenio. Now, so you mentioned that uh, you're interested in this reverse engineering, which is a huge field and it's been around forever uh, and it's just growing right now. Um, uh, tell me more about it. I mean, what is the, you know, What's what are the next steps you get there? <laughs> so the next steps for me probably are uh, continue with uh, the work stuff, uh, and namely finishing out these boards, the ones that I was talking about developing, uh, and then from there I would go and uh, continue reverse engineering a multitude of things to figure out and learn from those things how they work, how they're assembled, and different. Get inside the minds of the engineers, which is a lot of how I learned myself. Uh, growing up, I tore everything apart I could get my hands on with a screwdriver. Yeah. And from there, I learned massive amounts about the engineering process, different methodologies of doing things, or how to engineer things for uh, design for manufacture, because I learned from not the books, but from actual like developed and manufactured products. No, it, 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 that's... The best way to learn, right? Now, uh, you were talking about learning, and uh, I, I want to take a quick segue here towards, um, you know, our educational system, and we talk about, um, you know, engagement with colleges and, and, uh, and at the high school level. Uh, was there, was, were there any significant moments throughout your education that you led you or to help you guide uh, towards a technical career? Uh, yeah, there probably would be a few of them. Uh, one of them was uh, when I moved down here to Virginia with my family, uh, and uh, I attempted to join the uh, engineering-focused track on at my high school, but was uh, turned down because uh, I was a transfer student and I didn't have the prerequisites going into it. Oh, gotcha. So I was hard-gated from it there. And mm -hmm. then after graduating with a not-so-great GPA, uh, instead of that, because uh, I'd been sacrificing my social life uh, to go to the hackerspace up in Arlington when it was still there, and uh, learning the craft there from people who lived and breathed engineering, 
I decided, oh, yeah, I'm just going to keep doing that. And I proceeded to continue doing that through while working at uh, small tech repair companies locally before mm-hmm. uh, hmm. eventually pivoting and going to NASA. That's fantastic, man. Yeah, you know, a technical career, uh, some say that you don't choose to become an engineer, it chooses you, right? You don't really have an option, you just have to live with that. Yep. Uh, when the knack you got the knack it comes knocking and it's like you're going to be an engineer no yeah. no <laughs> yeah. it. Just dread exactly. it engineering always finds you <laughs> we'll get you man you can we can run but we'll eventually we'll catch up with you and um you uh you also you showed us a board is that the one you're working on right now to interface the uh uh older electronics to the new stuff i see uh, yes is a Bluetooth module, uh, USB port. No, no, that's a, so that's the cell modem to connect it to oh, the, the internet. Cell modem. Okay. Uh, you got your uh, solar power in the DB9 serial to connect to them, and then okay. here's the uh, part of it, which is a, a OSD three three five eight system okay. package from uh, Texas Instruments. Okay, that's super and, cool. Yeah, it's a BGA, which is a little bit of a pain in the ass to design and a manufacturer, but, uh, you know, the lab's got the equipment I need. Did you have x-ray to look for quality of the BGA, so that's all good. Yes, <laughs> that's one of the things we did. I checked for voiding and cracking, and it looks like my process was controlled really well because not a single one of the balls was cracked, and they all were perfectly pillowed. Nice. That's awesome. You passed that one, then. Well done. Because... Previously, I'd done the inspections uh, by basically taking the boards with me when I went to the dentist. And it's like, hey, Doc, can I borrow your x-ray real quick? <laughs> cool. So uh, I assume you are in your garage or in, somewhere in the lab in your house? Is that where you're in Yes. Uh, this uh, is down in the basement. It's my uh, heavily basement. outfitted uh, developmental lab. Yeah, we don't have cal- uh, basements in California, so we have to stay in the garage. Yeah. I wish we had basements. We would make life much easier. So we have garages instead. Um, so what's what's intriguing you from a technology perspective today? Uh, intriguing me from a technology perspective is definitely the rise of thermal imaging and how it's propagating out rapidly and becoming very commoditized at this point. Previously, it used to be the domain of multi-billion yeah. dollar uh, yeah. companies like FLIR, Raytheon, or BAE Systems. Yeah. Now that the original patents are starting to expire on like vanadium oxide or uh, amorphous silicon, what's happening is you're getting the massive explosion of thermal imaging, especially after things like COVID exploded yeah. the, net, uh, the uh, market for thermal imaging, which I also, yeah. which I also used to my advantage and I snagged a, a VGA 640 by 480 uh, thermal camera for under $1,000 because I was like, hmm, yes, there's going to be a massive surge. Everybody's going to buy thermals. And then when the pandemic quiets down, that's when it's time to buy. Exactly. So is that one of those you, 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 you connect to your phone or is a standalone camera? There you go. There standalone is. camera. It's a fever monitoring camera. Oh, nice. That thing is big. That's yeah, retail cool. for like $25,000, but uh, everybody's surplusing them at uh, dirt cheap prices now. That is fantastic, man. So what are you going to do with that? Do you have a plan? Oh, yes, because uh, this one's a fully ratiometric core. I use it all the time uh, in uh, circuit board bring-ups. I point it at the circuit board. When I start powering it on, look for yeah. like what's heating up or uh, causing problems because it'll okay. light up like a Christmas tree. It's like, oh, problem right there. 
you know, I was expecting a much more exciting answer. Like I'm going to launch a missile and, you know, I'm going to do the thermal track and, and do some guidance sure. on that. So uh, some of my projects are indeed uh, t tuning uh, some of the uh, guidance law stuff in ground-based stuff, which... There you go. I feel like we can ask him to show anything, uh, Megan, uh, totally. you'll find it in the lab. Oh, <laughs> what for sure. A jeep, a... how many? Yeah, I have right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was a turret from uh, the uh, Texas highway system. That is uh, an EOIR, so it had thermal here. That's over there in my shelf. Uh, and then this one has a, a zoom camera, but I'm using it as a general purpose pan tilt positioner. So I can sling basically anything on the side of it and use it to uh, drive things with the two massive stepper motors in it. Do they know you have it there? Uh, hmm? Do they know you have that in there? That oh, yeah. You're not missing that in Texas somewhere? In no, no, no. It was surplus. So oh, I got so it so okay, surplus. Just got it on eBay again? <laughs> no, uh, that was, uh, was it BMI surplus up in uh, Massachusetts. I don't know how they got oh. it up in Massachusetts. Yeah, sometimes this massive warehouse consolidates surplus from a bunch of places, and then they just put it on for, uh, for retail uh, disposal. Now, if you could get a hold of anything, any technology out there, you know, if, if you, you were granted one wish to get a hold, you know, to have in your lab anything, you can ask for what would it be in legal my lab legal? does it have to fit in the lab no it can actually fit your lab inside it if you ah you have you have plenty of space in virginia so you, if you want to put it near the house so we can all find you there what would I'd it be <laughs> say i'd want a paris class frigate with oh, a full wow. complement of equipment. For, for those who don't know, like me, can you explain what that is? <laughs> so the Paris class frigate is the backbone of the United Nations Space Command's uh, fleet. They're they're the ones the iconic frigate from Halo. And, and with the full complement, you'd have the Scorpion tanks, you'd have the Pelicans, you'd have the Shafuhika uh, faster than light drive. You'd have the Warthog, you'd have all the ODSTs, you'd have all the goodies. And then just take it around the solar system, go on the Grand Tour, uh, swing by Mars, uh, goof around on Mars, build some like Mars pyramids, really mess with some astronomers. <laughs> and then uh, also use it to commute to work. Just like take the Pelican up, and just go across, park it over work and just go fly down. There'll be a fast commute. It would probably annoy uh, the DC National Guard and air traffic control because they would be uh, they would be very annoyed at something that large coming in from space very fast and then just parking itself there. Yeah, it's a it's a somewhat controlled airspace that you you live under right there. Yeah, some people live up there, right? <clears throat> they don't like the disturbance. Well, I think it'd be pretty fun to just be like. Uh, DC uh, regional, I'd like to, uh, to request landing. Uh, Pelican D seventy seven three at Duck Aqua Niner. Uh, say again, altitude. Uh, altitude is uh, twenty seven miles and uh, on glide slope. Twenty seven miles. Where the hell are you coming from? Uh, coming in from orbit. Just swung by the moon real quick. So Arsenio, we have. So I have three young kids. Um, what's your advice for them as a young engineer and young scientist? What's your advice for the kids out there? 
uh, they, you know, who want to pursue a career in technology. And I think Bill is also looking for Christmas presents to get for his kids. <laughs> oh, they already told me what they are. So <laughs> Santa's already fully stacked, but I, I can always take in the, oh, those IR cameras are looking awesome. So you might. Oh yeah. Like you can get a bunch of these things for pretty cheap. Uh, if you know where to look on surplus markets. Nice. Uh, but so basically my biggest advice to uh, kids these days, because as somebody who has reached the uh, becoming an engineer without the degree, uh, I've had a very odd path and I haven't fully drank the uh, educational system indoctrination Kool-Aid. So basically my advice is don't sweat the grades as much because I've taught, I've had interns who are 4.0 students from like MIT. And then I've had a, an intern who was a wildland firefighter in Alaska. And it's incredible seeing the difference between somebody who's practical engineering versus somebody who's uh, just book smart engineering. It's not all about the books. Sure, a good GPA will make people be like, oh, okay, they, they studied really hard. But what's the critical part is knowing things and actually having that engineering sense that only comes with doing it. So mm -hmm. get some passion projects, write about them. Get a blog, create a portfolio page, just do projects for the sake of projects, for learning, for just shenanigans, or just like, hey, that's kind of a dumb idea. Yeah, whatever, let's do it. Let's do it anyway, yeah. Surround that... yourself with high-powered people and do fun engineering things together. It makes think, all the difference in the world. And I think you could touch on a very important thing, which is passion, right? And it's For sure. very clear that you have plenty of it. And so it's super excited to, to share some of that with you because that's, that's what drives the world. At the end of the day, when you have to face you know, 20 hour days and seven day weeks, um, if, if you don't have the passion, it's not gonna take it that far, right? You gotta feed the knack. Feed that curiosity, keep it burning. Because school will try to stifle it. Because yeah. just grinding away, studying is going to be boring as hell. But you got to do those things to keep your brain going. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. actually very informative with people who don't follow the traditional school, but they're like really smart and like they can be really good employers. And sometimes it's just, seeing those passion projects and seeing those things um, out there, like what you do, Arsenio, is really cool examples of like, even though he doesn't have the degree, even though he doesn't have this and that, he, you can, you can tell, like I can tell from the fact that you're a like brilliant guy and very, very outgoing when it comes to the things that you're passionate for. So sometimes we probably need to take a step back in this like educational route and just, uh, you know, be able to give back to those like, hey, this this kid is like passionate. This I want that in my team. I want them to be able to have that passion and curiosity to really take things far. And sometimes you don't get that in the traditional school format. Yeah, I think the school format is is. Um, <clears throat> I think it was prone to ch drastic change prior to COVID and. A lot because of COVID has been through uh, redesign and rethinking, right, of what's what's the use of being in school every day for five, six hours, discounting the, the daycare aspect of school. 
but the overall education and motivational aspect, right, that drives people to fulfill their passions and to keep igniting, right, things that they love to do and uh, to allow them to do it. So I'm, I very much understand where you're coming from, Arsenio. All right. Well, it's uh, the top of the hour, and so I just have one more question for Arsenio. Randy, come on. We just started. Yeah. Isn't it crazy how time flies when you're having fun? Uh, so I have a little bit of a two-part question. Um, what's next after seeing the x-ray van and getting all the things that you want to demo out? And what are you excited to get into dissecting and taking apart? Aside from the one, the thingamadoo that you just showed us. <laughs> so the, I, next, yeah. the next steps are probably uh, taking those x-ray images and then uh, matching them up with the uh, actual physical uh, invisible images. So you can uh, get a rough idea of where things are internally and then proceed with the documentation uh, process on those. But as for the thing that I'm most excited for next, that's this beauty. It's an entire This is an entire uh, AIM-9J uh, guidance control section from uh, 1969. Oh. And figuring out how this thing works, figuring out the guidance law and all of that is my uh, primary goal with this. What what better way to uh, get a foreign material exploitation job than to do it for real? Exactly. So, is that the complete uh, yep, object, everything, or oh, everything wow. from like gas green all the way forward to the uh, mirrors that make well mirror because the other one broke off of uh, the seeker. Very cool. Yes, I know the fin's wrong. It's a Lima fin. It's a little bit anachronistic, but man, who cares? Who cares? Yeah, it looks like a shark. That's cool. Oh, that's what I was just thinking. <laughs> So for our thumbnail for this video would definitely if you can get a picture of this, that'll be great. Oh yeah, I'll have some pictures up. Yeah. Thank you so much, Arsenio, for joining us um and being able to just kind of showcase, you know, what you can do with a passion and hobby and turn it into something great. And, you know, reaching out, this is a this is a really cool experience to be able to come out and see you in the flesh and see how you're very passionate about. And I'm looking forward to seeing what you have in your um, discount missile website and being able to showcase Creative Electron's X-ray images to your passion projects. I really appreciate you guys sending out that X-ray van as a divert and answering my ridiculous query on Twitter. <laughs> and any other X-ray image you need, just let us know. We'll help you out. Will do. Thanks All so much, right. man. Nice meeting you. Have a good one. Nice meeting you too.